Open our eyes, Lord, that we might see. Open our ears that we might hear. Open our mind and our heart that we might understand, so that we will turn to you and live. Well, we're going to do something, and I'm going to risk doing something a little bit different this morning, and in just a moment, I'm going to pray. But before we do that, just by way of explanation of what I'm going to invite us to enter into this morning. I mentioned last week, I'm not going to go into a, a sort of like a full introduction to the season of ordinary time and to this passage, because we did that last week. And so if you want, you can go catch up on that teaching from last week. Uh, but one of the invitations I extended to our community at the end of the sermon last Sunday uh, was to really begin to slow down. Too often, one of the, I, I love the lectionary. Uh, it's a three-year cycle that gives us the readings. But one of the things that I don't always love about the lectionary is how much it just sort of rushes us through sometimes what are just exquisitely beautiful passages of Scripture. Like this hymn that the Apostle Paul breaks out to in the midst of this letter to the church at Ephesus that both theologians and mystics have spilled ink over pages and pages of paper, beginning to just plumb the depths of what seems to bubble up in the life of Paul and sort of makes its way through his pen. But I really sense in many ways that this is a prayer for us for every ordinary time. It's a humble prayer. Paul, on the heels of talking about the difficulty of life, gives the church, as I mentioned last week, not strategies and not new programs, but gives them a prayer to pray. And so again, the invitation to us is, I think, to sit and soak in this prayer over the coming weeks. But as I mentioned last week, not as a theological exercise, but rather as a door into the very heart of God Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. To read it slowly, to pay attention to what captures our imagination, what animates our hearts, to allow it to get into the well water of our lives. Because then when we're ready, we can pray it. We can pray it for ourselves, for our friends, our families, our neighbors, our communities. Because as I said last week, Jesus did not come to build bigger and flashier churches, which means he did not come to build bigger and flashier lives. But rather, Christ came to help us reimagine a world, to reimagine a life. And when we are ready to come alongside him in a conversational and cooperating friendship to work for that vision he gives, both to work for it with God in order to live full lives, full in Paul's words today, that are in full in the fullness of God. And so it felt kind of hypocritical to me to go from that invitation to the next time I was up here to sort of begin to go line by line, dividing, explaining. Especially because the last few weeks I've been saying we prefer God's voice to our own. So let me get up and let me speak on God's behalf. So what I thought we would do and this is not just me trying to get out of a sermon, because it's not. I have it written, and if you want proof, I will email it to you this afternoon. <laughs> not really, because I'm going to be by the pool eating bodos, because it's Father's Day. But I thought I would invite us into a practice. And it's an ancient practice. It's a practice I was introduced to about eight years ago. It's now become a regular part of my rule of life. 
It is primarily how I read scripture daily. It is the first step that I do whenever I sit down to begin to read through the lectionary text uh, for the coming Sunday. So it's become an integral part of how I prepare to be present in this space. And it's the practice, one of which many of you will no doubt be familiar with and some of you won't, and so both are okay. And it's the practice of Lectio Divina. In the Latin, that simply means divine listening. It's a practice that goes back all the way to the 12th century. It was developed by Ignatius of Loyola as a way of not sort of cognitively interacting with the stories and the scriptures of God, but rather as a way, because oftentimes what happens when we do that is we place ourselves above and we look down and in our own ego assume we know what God is saying or what God meant to say. Anyone else? Yeah, a couple chuckles. Okay. Just me? That's fine. but rather to place ourselves under what is holy, God-breathed, to listen, to receive, to allow God to speak. Or as one mystic is recorded as saying, and a bunch of people said this, so I don't know who actually gets credit. It's not just about reading the Bible, but allowing scripture to read us, to get into the nooks and crannies of our lives, where we find God is already there. It's one of the gifts of Lectio Divina. It involves silence, it revolves reading the same passage over and over and over again. And so I'm gonna invite us into that practice now. We're also gonna be on Monday sending out a guide to do this with Ephesians 3 over the course of the next few weeks if you'd like to do that. So there's a few movements. Again, if you're familiar with this, I invite you just to release any prior experience. Everyone sort of lists their movements differently. I have five movements that all begin with R, and that is the most Baptist I will ever get. The first movement is release. The second one is read. The third is reflect. The fourth is respond. And the fifth is rest. And so I'm going to invite us into this. I'm going to give us both postures and questions for each movement. There'll be times when I'll invite you to share out loud. You can talk here. Not just the kids, the kids know. Kids are like, we can talk whenever. Some of y'all adults, I want you to get a little more playful this summer. It's okay to talk. So I'll invite you to share and other times we'll just be in silence. And so with that, I'm gonna invite us just to get into a posture, whatever feels comfortable. I have found, as I tell my kids all the time, we wanna say with our bodies what we wanna say to God in prayer. So I found both feet planted firmly on the ground, back straight. If you enter into this space this morning needing to receive from God, I invite you just to place your hands palm up in your lap. But maybe you enter in needing to be grounded, and so I'll just invite you to place your hands palm down in your lap. And just begin to breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. We've already entered into this first movement that is the movement of release. The posture is one of benevolent detachment, releasing any expectations for how this is going to go, releasing expectations of how quiet we think our kids are going to be or not. I mean that. Release outcomes. And the prayer in this moment as you breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth is come Holy Spirit.
want to read for the first time in the second movement of reading. The posture is one of curiosity and the expectation of a child. Imagine a, a child picking up a seashell on the ocean. They've seen how many before, and yet everyone, it's like it's the first. And so let's listen to these words with curiosity and expectation. And pay attention to a word, an image, or a phrase. It just catches your attention. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his spirit. And that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him, who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Without judgment, but with expectation. What word, what phrase, what image stood out to you? It caught your attention. You're not going deep on why, just paying attention to what. And if you're willing and comfortable, I invite you just to say that word, that phrase, that image out loud. If you're on Zoom, you can type it in. Paul will say it out loud for you. Abundant. Abundant. Strengthened. Given our name by God. Love that surpasses knowledge. Rooted. Able to do much more. Strengthened in our inner being. The power at work within us.
reflect is the next movement. We've released, we've read, and now we reflect. Well, as I read again, I invite you to pay attention to the word, the phrase, the image that's stuck out to you. And this time, the posture is one of non-judgmental hospitality. And for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you be strengthened in your inner being with power through his spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Not to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we could ask or imagine. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. with non-judgmental hospitality? What thoughts, what memories, what other passages, stories are coming to mind as you think on what caught your attention? Where does it come in contact with your actual life, your longings, your desires, your fears, joys? There is no coincidence when it comes to God. And so don't dismiss what feels trivial or silly, unrelated. Just welcome it. Invite it to sit at the table of your imagination. fourth movement is to respond. No doubt you can hear the birds singing through the open windows, reminded of Jesus' words. God cares for us. He cares for the sparrow. There are a lot of sparrows. God cares for them. How much more will he care for you? And so it's Jesus' way of saying God cares about your life. Every nook, cranny, up, down, places that need healing, places that have been restored. And so as you gather up with you the image, the word that stood out, the other memories, stories, just invite you. This is intended to be a prayer to ask Holy Spirit. What do you want me to do? What are you inviting me into? 
Maybe it's just to rest <laughs> in this practice and these words. Spirit, what are you asking? What are you inviting me into? We have released, we have read, we have reflected and responded. The last one, and this is probably more commentary on me than you, is the hardest one for me, but it is to rest. The posture is to relax. That is the best translated word for the word trust in the Gospel of John is to relax in Jesus, with Jesus. And so I'll invite you just to get out of your head as I read it one last time. There's no question, nothing for you to do other than to receive this as God's word to you an eternal being with a destiny in God's kingdom. Fully loved, delighted in, and welcomed. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him, who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than we could ask or imagine. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. And all God's friends said, amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.